Should your code be dry or damp or something completely different? How about your test code? Do different rules apply? Wait, what do all these acronyms mean? We'll get to all of these definitions and then talk about how it applies to both production code and test code in this episode. Welcome to Testing Code. This discussion about dry and damp and various other clever acronyms and mnemonics should start with some definitions and a little history. Let's start with dry or don't repeat yourself. I first ran across dry during my first reading of The Pragmatic Programmer long ago. Don't repeat yourself. The dry principle is every piece of knowledge must have a single, unambiguous, authoritative representation within a system. Wow, that sounds neat. A good summary from Wikipedia says when the dry principle is applied successfully, a modification of any single element of a system does not require a change to other logically unrelated elements. Additionally, elements that are logically related all change predictably and uniformly, and are thus kept in sync. Besides using methods and subroutines in their code, Dave Thomas and Andy Hunt, the authors of Pragmatic Programmer, rely on code generators, automatic build systems, and scripting languages to observe the dry principle across layers. Wow, that sounds great. But um, it's not always easy to implement, and it can go haywire if applied inappropriately. Let's look at a little bit more. In the same Wikipedia article, uh, it also includes some uh, funny description of uh, WET, W-E-T, which uh, could stand for write everything twice. Write every time we enjoy typing and waste everyone's time. I really enjoy the we enjoy typing one. That's awesome. The article also talks about AHA from Kent C. Dodds and being a Big fan of Take Me On as a kid, I definitely wanted to know more. AHA is not part of the band, AHA. It stands for Avoid Hasty Abstractions, um, described by Dodds as optimizing for change first and avoiding premature optimization, and was influenced by Sandy Metz's preferred duplication over wrong abstractions. Okay, so now we're, now we're getting uh, maybe at some people that don't think Dry is awesome all the time. Uh, we're also getting at um, some of the misapplication of dry. AHA programming assumes that both wet and dry solutions inevitably create software that is rigid and difficult to maintain. It's not good. Instead of starting with, a with an abstraction or abstracting at a specific number of duplications, software can be more flexible or robust if an abstraction is done when it is needed or when the duplication itself has become the barrier and it is known how the abstraction needs to function. I'm not sure I followed all of that, but we definitely need to pull on this thread a little bit more to find out more. But first, this episode of Test and Code is brought to you by Datadog, the monitoring and security platform for cloud scale applications. Datadog APM lets you automatically track the impact of every code deploy on your application's performance in real time. Leverage out-of-the-box comparison graphs that visualize requests 
errors and latency down to specific endpoints to decide whether you should ship a hotfix or roll back your code. Datadog also ties your code deployments to the underlying infrastructure and code profiles without clicking a button. Start monitoring your canary, blue-green, and shadow deploys with a free trial at testingcode.com datadog, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Okay, so we've defined dry, wet, and aha, aha, and it's not the take on me, aha, it's uh, avoid hasty abstractions. And we have some hints at, to, at where the trouble with, that there might be trouble in dry paradise. I'd like to bring up uh, some examples I've seen from experience. A lot of people have heard of dry, but not really understood it deeply. They do remember the don't repeat yourself thing, so weird things happen. Uh, an example is in order. Let's say we have two functions, each with, say, 35 and 40 lines of code, and they share some of that code with each other. Let's say they share the first 30 lines of code and differ only in the last 5 to 10 lines of code. Wouldn't you be following the dry principle by grabbing those first 30 lines and sticking them in a separate function and calling that function from each of the original functions? Well, that's not, it's not that cut and dry. Get it? Dry? Anyway. It avoids duplication, <clears throat> but dry is about is more than just about avoiding duplication. It's also about abstractions and about how the code behaves when a change is needed. Yes, exactly, you might say. If a change is needed, now I only have to change the code in one place and not two. Right. But what if the change is only appropriate for one of the client functions? If you don't know that, then you have a bug in the other function. If you do know that, then maybe you'll copy that shared function into a second function and change one of them. And now you have two functions, each calling their own separate helper function. You now have a deeper call tree and you actually haven't saved anything. However, if the first 30 lines really do represent an identical abstraction, then you'd probably be correct in creating the helper function. Probably though, maybe. It's software, future requirements are hard to predict. And also what if it's not 30 lines if they share one line of code, obviously it'd be silly to create a one line helper function and replace it with one line calling the helper function. You haven't really saved anything and you've hidden away implementation. I've seen this though, and I still have bad dreams about it. Okay, 30 lines. Probably maybe create a helper function with that, but one line don't. But where's the cutoff? Is it two lines? Is it five lines? Is it 10 lines? I don't know. That's where abstractions and making sure your code is subjectively easy to read is important. By the way, you are a bad judge of whether or not your code is easy to read. So am I. I'm a bad judge of my own code. That's why code reviews are good. Let's look at a couple more mnemonics. One is about uh, the duplication thing. Um, it's called the rule of three. I've also heard it as three strikes and you're out. And it's roughly two instances of similar code do not require refract refactoring. But when similar code is used three times, it should be it should be extracted into a new procedure. Martin Fowler likes this rule, and or at least did, uh, and uh, brought it up in his uh, refactoring book. And I'm I'm on the fence about it actually. It's relatively easy to apply when it's your code and you just wrote the other two duplications recently. It's harder to apply when it's a shared code base, and the duplications have been put in place at various times and you might not even know they exist. But it's important, it is important 
as part of refactoring because this cut paste modify type of coding is very common in software and it's just just so you know cut paste modify is not considered doing architecture so if you see a lot of duplication it's time to start a refactoring effort i think but all maintainers need to be on board and the code and be involved in the code reviews so they can understand the abstractions that you're putting in place and the abstractions need to make sense uh okay one more thing damp damp is uh descriptive and meaningful phrases and is about promoting readability uh okay that now we're getting somewhere um and i learned about damp from a stack overflow discussion about applying uh, dry and damp to testing i'll read uh just a section from chris edwards because it's great so far to maintain code you first need to understand the code to understand it you have to read it consider for a moment how much time you spend reading code it's a lot. Damp increases maintainability by reducing the time necessary to read and understand the code. Sounds good. Removing duplication ensures that every concept in a system has a single authoritative representation in the code. A change to a business concept results in a single change to that to the code. Dry attempts to maintain attempts maintainability by isolating change to only those parts of the system that must change. Also sounds good. So why is duplication more acceptable in tests? Uh, this is still part of the quote. Um, tests often contain inherent duplication because they are testing the same thing over and over again, only with slightly different input values or setup code. Uh, I'm not following now. Um, however, unlike duplication code, uh, unlike production code, this duplication is usually isolated only to the scenarios within a single test fixture or file. Uh, because of this, the duplication is minimal and obvious, which means it poses, poses less risk to the project than other types of duplication. Okay, I'm going to continue reading and I'll come back. Furthermore, re removing this kind of duplication reduces the readability of the tests. The details that are previously duplicated in each test are now hidden away in some new method or class. Yeah, that's bad. Um, to get the full picture of the test, you now have to mentally put all these pieces back together. Therefore, since test code duplication often carries less risk and promotes readability, it's easy to see how it is considered acceptable. As a principle, favor dry in production code, favor damp in test code. While both are equally important, with a little wisdom, you can tip the balance in your favor. Uh, end quote. And yeah. I also had some interjections in there, but, um, okay, so now I'm a little more on the fence. He had me for a while, but then it kind of fell over a bit. I remember hearing Kent Beck once say that tests should be, that a test should tell a story. I like that. And I think it should kind of be at the same abstraction level. But shouldn't your code and the functions in it tell stories also? Um, I guess I'll just say that how I deal with this. I don't really have good advice that I can tell you, but I can tell you how I deal with it. I do know that a long time ago, I tried to make, start, I started to try to make my tests as readable as possible. That's my goal. If there's duplication, um, parameterization, fixtures, and helper functions are great to clean that duplication up, but only if you can still read the test quickly and understand it. I also want to make sure that anything that can fail generates an easy to understand failure cause. Um, that's kind of an aside thing from what we're talking about now, but that's 
harder than it sounds. I also know that I started, when I started to do this for my tests, to make sure my test told a story at a consistent level of abstraction, I started wanting my production code to be like that too. So now I don't really have two rules for production code and test code. I want it all to be readable. Another thing is that I'm not that great at predicting what kind of changes are needed in the future. Um, so my defense against all of this is uh, a few things. I keep in mind dry. Um, it's something to keep in mind, even if I don't follow it all the time. I make sure my functions tell a story at a consistent level of abstraction without hiding important detail. I avoid, avoid duplication when it makes sense and doesn't detract from readability. I test everything. Everything gets tested. Um, and uh, don't be a zealot about dry or really anything. I work with experienced engineers from all sorts of backgrounds and learning paths. And some, have read of, some people have read about all this stuff and some people have not. Um, I try to not be on my soapbox and uh, I learn from my fellow employees and try to have them learn from me. Uh, don't prematurely clump duplication into helper functions. Sometimes I need to write the same thing like five times before I really understand what the abstraction is and, and understand which of those duplicated things represent a abstraction. Sometimes it's two. So sometimes I have to write it several times before I'm ready to refactor after I really understand it. And also, don't be afraid to refactor other people's code. Um, your tests will help you to make sure that you don't muck things up. And your version control system allows you to roll things back if you accidentally make things worse or possibly make it less readable. You'll know that from code reviews. Anyway, also have fun. This is software. Uh, don't get too serious about it. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Join them at testingcode.com slash support. Thank you, Datadog, for sponsoring. Get started with a free trial at testingcode.com slash Datadog, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Those links are in the show notes at testingcode.com slash 160, 160. That's all for now. Now go out and test something. <laughs>